Hey y'all, this is Bud Elliott of the Nolcast here with the Instant Reaction Podcast. If you are new listening to the Nolcast, you picked a hell of a time to start listening. Uh, but just a couple quick notes here. First, uh, the Instant Reaction Pod is literally instant. I do not edit the podcast. We just go straight live to tape. So if I screw up, I will just start over again and keep on talking. Uh, Nolcast tonight brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social, Nolcast Loans with Shannon Young, 844-FSU-LOAN and congruity. Really thank all our sponsors, especially with the difficult times that the team is going through right now. We always talk about wanting to look at stats only with garbage time filtered out, and uh, the game is still at halftime as I'm recording this, but garbage time, uh, we have entered it. So technically the definition is 28 points at any point in the third quarter, 38 for Miami, three for FSU. So this thing entered garbage time uh, quite a bit earlier than I thought it would. And uh, yeah, at halftime, we are officially in garbage time. Miami 333 yards to Florida State's 105. And I figured, look, why not fire this up now? If, uh, if something crazy happens in the second half, I'll, I'll pop off another one of these. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, um, this was just absolute domination on both sides of the ball by Miami. Florida State without Coach Norvell, and I don't think this is the reason, but they just looked unprepared, and athletically they didn't look like they belonged on the same field as the Hurricanes at, at some of the spots, and those spots were were pretty badly exposed. I would go ahead here and start with the, uh, the offense. Florida State 3.2 yards per play on the night, just 105 yards, 33 total plays in the first half again. If you're looking at the box score after after you hear this, you're going to be seeing the full game box score, box score, and I don't want to do that, so I have taken and screenshotted it for posterity so it doesn't update while I am doing the podcast. Uh, we we talked about a couple things here, right? In the pregame, we we said Florida State has got to figure out a way to block the Canes or you know use misdirection, figure out some kind of way to, to slow down the pass rush. A little bit, but we, we acknowledged in the show that this was the primary reason why we were not picking FSU to win and didn't think they had much of a shot because FSU got its ass kicked physically way too often by Georgia Tech's backup defensive lineman. Miami's defensive line is elite. There's no matchup that we liked, and we said this in the preview, one-on-one for FSU's offensive line. And yet, I don't want to sit here and beat my chest over this because I definitely did not think that FSU would be limited to just 105 yards of total offense. I thought they would show some improvement week one to week two. And, and ultimately, they they don't look any better to me than they did against Georgia Tech. The offensive line looks worse, although at the same time, it is a little bit tough to tell because they are you know, they're playing a much better caliber of opponent. We also spoke about how they had to stay out of long down and distances tonight. And that was absolutely not something that they were able to do at all. Miami did not feel the need to blitz very much tonight and was able to get pressure pretty much whenever it wanted without bringing the blitz. So certainly quite concerning for the Knowles there as far as that aspect. And yet we saw another troubling concern come up as well. We spoke about how when Florida State was kind of on script, against Georgia Tech. Their offense looked fine, and then when they got off script, it was absolutely terrible. Well, tonight, uh, their script lasted one drive, 14 plays, 68 yards, 4.9 yards per play, 
had a penalty and, and, and some nonsense happened when they got down into the goal line area. Uh, but that was by far their best drive of the night. In fact, that one drive uh, ha- had more yards in it than all of the other drives combined before this team and game hit garbage time. After that drive of 14 plays and 68 yards, the Knolls went 19 plays for 37 yards. That is 1.9 yards per play. And that's not to say they didn't have any positive plays, but man, they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel to, to do so. And those those you know, the bigger plays they had were not that big. Uh, and good golly, the, the negative plays they had were, were extremely negative. Miami was able to rack up nine tackles for loss in only 33 FSU plays. That is just horrendous. Uh, and then five sacks for the Hurricanes. Florida State only had 13 pass attempts. I mean, it, it, that is uh, that is a comprehensively bad. Five sacks on 13 attempts? That is like Syracuse on steroids. Uh, a couple other things I noticed from the offense. I... I you know, look, James Blackman did not play very well. Obviously, 5 of 11 for 28 yards. Um, just, I don't think there was very much there for him to, to hit. And he also, I think, one of the sacks was on him for failing to pick up the the edge rusher. Um, I think that's his guy that he has to account for. Just, I, I don't know what the play call was specifically, but I, I have a suspicion that it is him, or that, that, that it was him. Um, just, just really pretty bad on the night at every position, I would say maybe except tight end who, who blocked. Okay. And I'll, I'll go back and do the film review and, and have some more details on this later, even though I'm sure some of y'all will probably not want to hear a, a little more detailed breakdown, but maybe some of y'all will, cause it'll help to kind of outline just how far this team has to come up. Uh, moving on to receivers here, zero passes on the night of 15 plus yards. The long pass to a receiver tonight was Four yards. Miami very quickly realized that it could squat on on everything. That FSU, especially without Tamari and Terry being out there very much, apparently still recovering from an injury, uh, was was not really going to be much of a threat to push the ball down the field. And FSU, even if they did have Terry out there, I don't think it makes much of a difference because they were just not able to get time. I mean, I think Blackman had probably four or five throwaways out of his eleven pass attempts. So if you were to break it down. I mean, of, of his pass attempts, I, I think he had, let's just call it four throwaways, seven passes that were actually like maybe intended for a receiver, one scramble, and five sacks. That's, that's 17, you know, called pass plays, not, not accounting for some of the RPO stuff, clearly. And, and just, that's horrendous. But that's not necessarily all on him, um, and I don't think they really have any better options right now, as, as you probably saw. A lot of people said, hey, they were moving the ball okay. Why would they do a a, a kind of reverse pass thing with Jordan Travis? And, and ultimately, I think the answer comes back to the need to try to push the football down the field and buy some time to allow your receivers to, to get down the field because your pass protection was simply not going to be there. Uh, and that's why I think they were trying to do it. Ultimately, he is about to get sacked and um, you know throws the ball right 
to a defensive lineman. It looked a little bit like Chris Ricks against either Maryland or NC State. I'm trying to remember what year that was. Um, However, and and this is where it kind of gets really bad, I, I do think that this performance by the offense was closer to what we expected than this performance by the defense. I did not see this coming from the defense. Now, I didn't think Florida State would win. I didn't really think Florida State would cover. But I did not think that the defense would get lit up for five touchdowns and a field goal over the course of seven first-half drives. 333 yards of offense, 52 plays. I mean, look, 6.4 yards a play is not some astronomical number. It's certainly not good, right? But it's not like, hey, if, if you do this in a normal game, you'd allow 700 yards. But here's the thing. FSU had a really kind of fatal combination of, of, of some, some stuff here tonight that I'm going to go over. And I've decided to do this by continuing our, our, our trend of looking at what the keys to success were and seeing how FSU handled that. Uh, so FSU, they needed, we, we, we said they basically need Kando and Hampson Nasraldine to actually play and play well. Well, neither played, uh, not that I saw out there. So that, that, that was over one right there. Uh, they needed to have a manageable success rate, basically putting Miami in a lot of third and long situations, um, which they did not do uh, really all, all, all that well all night. The Hurricanes, um, this kind of gets into my next one, denial of the big play. We discussed the big play magnitude, how a lot of Miami's big plays had gone for huge yards this year. And in this in this game, they actually did a nice job of basically denying the, the huge yardage plays. Now, they still allowed way too many chunk plays, in my opinion, but they, they absolutely did deny that the enormous play. The thing was, Miami was consistently ahead of the chains for most of the game. And, and though it, it, it was very strange because normally Miami this year has been a team that has just thrived on explosive plays and not done a good job of staying ahead of the chains. Well, tonight was, was quite different. Uh, they were ahead of the chains most of the night. Uh, we also talked about need, the need to get off the field on third and long. Miami has been great at this so far, probably unsustainably so, even though King's a very good college quarterback, and that's going to help you do that a little bit. However, FSU tonight here, were totally unacceptable as far as the third down and long success. Look at this. So I isolated the third down and longs for Miami that were third and eight plus. Miami converted these four out of five. And the one they, that they didn't convert, the one they didn't convert was they, they, they got 10 yards on third and 13, which set up a fourth and three, which they then went for and got. The Hurricanes tonight were eight of 10 on third down and two of two on fourth down. I mean, the, the, only, the only time tonight that Miami gave up the ball was was on a turnover, which we know has, has a decent little you know kind of random element. Uh, next keys were keep Miami from getting the edge, Make Miami throw it outside the numbers and keep the Hurricanes between the tackles. Especially King, keep them in the pocket, not not allowing them to get outside to use their speed. Uh, well, honestly, I, I think that they did an okay job keeping the edge tonight. A little bit better than I thought they would. Uh, but make him throw it outside the numbers, yeah, they made him throw it outside the numbers. And Miami did a very nice job catching the ball outside the numbers tonight. It was something that they had not done for most of the year, and FSU did not appropriately, like, they, they didn't make Miami's receivers look bad. 
Mark Pope had 41 yards tonight. Um, you know, Michael Redding had had six yards on one catch with with a crucial first down. Mike Harley had had 37. Uh, you know, D. Wiggins had, had 42. Uh, and again, this, these are numbers that are just in a, in a half. So if you want perspective, double them, right? Uh, so really not good there uh, at at all. I thought that they, they did a poor job of actually bringing down Derek King. Clearly, only two tackles for loss for FSU, three sacks. A lot of people on Twitter were unhappy with the uh, the defensive game plan for FSU with with, with the three down linemen, um, and, and and wanting to bring more pressure. I, I don't totally disagree with that. I, I I think I understand what they were trying to do there, uh, and and that is basically take away the run with with their front three and and you know Miami Miami's run game it it, it was it was fine. It was not amazing, but it, it was it was fine. Their, their, their pass game was was really pretty nice tonight overall, and that's that's where you you got lost. But the the one area that Miami was able to pick on FSU quite well uh, was the linebackers again. They they re- repeatedly targeted Warner, McCray, Lars Woodby, and and picked on them and and got those guys out of position. Kind of just took advantage of them in space over and over again. And that was, I, I think, if you if you go back and watch that film, that's where you're going to see a lot of your problems. Now, some of these, additionally, is when they did go four down, or when they blitzed, it, it didn't get home. The, the blitz, they didn't fool Miami. Hardly any free rushers tonight. I think you had maybe one or two, and neither time were they able to uh, to bring down the quarterback uh, when it was actually a pass play there. I think he had some really silly penalties by, by FSU, but this was also a pretty flag-happy crew. I mean, they, they penalized FSU eight times for 78 yards in the half. Miami 7 for 65 in the half. Um, you know, poor eye discipline by, by the defense. I, they, they, they did not really stay focused on the task at hand. But, but ultimately, the, the two weaknesses of this team I guess three. If you well, I mean, look, Blackman and the quarterback is is, is clearly a weakness, but I I think that the first two I'm going to list kind of play into this even more. The two weaknesses of this team got completely exposed tonight. Miami did its homework. FSU could not coach around it or cover for it, and that is the offensive line and the linebacker play. I, I think if you're an FSU fan right now, the offensive line play. This is one of the games in the preseason that we said would be very hard to pick FSU in if Miami had an offense because you knew that FSU couldn't block the Hurricanes. And for that reason, we didn't pick FSU. Uh, however, the linebacker play, I, I, I think there's more talent on this team at linebacker than how they're playing. And, and the overall coaching this year on the defense is is pretty disappointing. I think it's fair to say, hey, the, the, they don't get much of a look in offense and in practice. Sure, that's that's fair. I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, we, we were joking around. Like, hey, I, I can't, can't believe Norvell let Chubba Purdy get hit in practice behind the second-team offensive line. I'm like, look, honestly, like letting anybody play behind the second-team offensive line when the first-team offensive line looks like this is, <laughs> you know, is crazy. Um, and that's that's not laughing at, at Florida State. It's just laughing at kind of the absurdity of the situation. But the, the defense really should be playing better, in my opinion, at this point. The, the offense, I, I think we knew... Was, was going to struggle. But 333 yards, uh, not getting off the field on third down really at all. I mean, 8 of 10 and then 2 of 2. The only stop they got was was a turnover. So 
very disappointing there from FSU. Next up is, who do they have next on the schedule? Jacksonville State. And then the next real team they play after that is, of course, uh, the, oh, yeah, Notre Dame. Um, so assuming Notre Dame is, is out of their quarantine, you know, contact tracing stuff, that will be a toughie. Uh, so next couple games don't look super winnable for the Knowles, but perhaps a little bit more winnable than this one, except for Notre Dame, given the, the defensive line status at some of those schools. And we'll have to see how much Florida State can improve with more practice. But uh, tonight they were not ready. They, they did not look well coached. Uh, I, I think if you, uh, um, you know, if you look and, and say, you know, hey, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're much better coached than they were last year. I, I don't see it yet. Now, that's not that I don't think that this new staff can be a better coaching staff than the prior one. In fact, I think it probably will be. I, I think a lot of this has to do with the lack of preparation time that they've had. And you really can't install your culture over Zoom. We've said it all offseason. It looks really true now, and it's still true. But ultimately... Guys, I mean, they're, the the results are are not better. Like last year's team beats this year's team. I, I don't think there's much there's much doubt about it. So cool. Uh, well, not cool actually. Not cool at all. This is going to wrap up the Nolcast Instant Reaction Podcast. We're going to put this out as fast as we can, and I will talk to you guys again. We record Monday night, so we'll be in your earbuds on Tuesday morning. Thanks.